everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast. And we are coming today to you from the living room couch. Sunny is here at my feet. Oh, you started chewing the couch again, Sunny. That's nice. Um, just spotted that. <laughs> okay. Um, so today I thought I'd go through some of your comments and see, see what you guys are thinking about and wondering about. It's a good way for me to um, get to know you guys better and see what's going on through your head. So let's see. Let's roll up to the top. Oh, I know, Sunny. I know you're excited about what their, their comments are, too. And, um, okay, so Brooke Matthews asks, my fat, or not ask, she's made it, no, it is a question. She says, my Fabrifix glue won't come out of that same bottle. What is the secret trick? Okay, I'm, I'm assuming the bottle she's uh, referring to is the Sugar Bell's icing piping bottle. Um, and I generally transfer my Fabrifix glue into that Sugar Bell's icing piping bottle because it's a thinner walled bottle and it's much easier for my hand to squeeze and it has a nice metallic, uh, a metal tip that gives you a nice thin stream of glue because usually um, the glue that comes out of the regular Fabrifix bottle comes out in a much thicker stream than I would ever need. So it saves you on glue and it's easier to squeeze. Now, if you find that it gets stopped up or uh, it won't flow, there can be a couple reasons for that. Uh, usually the glue has dried in the metallic tip. The easiest fix is sticking a needle or a pin into the opening and just seeing if you can clear it um, and then try re-squeezing. If that doesn't work, then uh, sometimes removing the metal tip and cleaning it out manually either with a, uh, a needle from the inside or with a Q-tip or you can even put it in um, a glass of hot water and see if that'll soften it up a bit so the, the glue glob will come out and that should clear it for you. And if you're still having problems, it may be that your glue has air dried too much. It's been exposed to air um, and it will make your Fabrifix glue thicker when that happens and then it won't easily flow out of that tiny metal tip. So just a couple things to think about. If you're, if you're using the Sugar Bell's icing piping bottle, um, either cover the top of it with a piece of masking tape or tin foil, or maybe put a pin in it that has a pearl on the end to seal it. Something like that that'll prevent air from going in if you're gonna store it right side up. But if um, I generally store mine upside down, I take a water bottle and I cut it in half and I glue it to a base, like a little piece of cardboard, and then I turn my bottle upside down and that makes a seal of glue at the bottom. The glue might drip out a little bit, but it will make its own natural rubber stopper with that. And uh, so I'm, I'm okay with losing a little bit of glue into the bottle just so I can have uh, glue that's generally easy flowing when I pull it out of the, the little glue caddy. So there you go, those are all my, my tips and tricks on how to keep your glue flowing. You can also, if your glue gets thick, you can add a couple drops of acetone. It will thin your glue, but it will um, make your glue take a little bit longer to dry because you have thinned it. So just, if you're okay with that, then that's another option. Um, oh, here's somebody had a good idea, I like this. Uh, if you saw the recent video called Got a Food Box, um, uh, Amanda Harden says, I might suggest that the outside gets covered with paper while it's open and flat, then it's super easy and simple to do the covering, just refold and re-glue. It's instantly done, and that's actually uh, brilliant and probably a much better approach than what I did on there, so thank you for that tip. Um, uh, I would say that um, 
refolding it and gluing it together, I'm sure it's gonna be fine. There's not a lot of stress on the corners, but if you find that it tears because paper doesn't stretch, so if you ask it to round a corner, it might be, it might grumble a bit at you and you might get a crack at a corner. Um, just cover it up with something, whether it's a ribbon or um, some ink or um, you know some fabric, something like that. Um, another piece of paper. You when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply can fold it oh that's actually a good idea huh yeah maybe we'll do that that's that's probably the easiest fix okay so we're gonna be um, this food box project is probably gonna be a little mini series of several videos so I can walk you through the box creation and then making a small journal and a little ephemera slash embellishment pocket that package with that will go into the second housing um, I also I'm doing a little redesign on how I made that because it was a it was a craft with me, which basically means I'm figuring out as I go, and um, I figured out a better way to anchor the two uh, cubbies uh, with the divider, so I don't have a loose flapping divider. So you're going to see me pull that out and then redesign that, which should hopefully be an easy fix. Um, I think it will. Hey, Sunny, you're like all feisty pants. You want a snack? Okay. I'm going to the kitchen and we're now getting Sunshine a snack so Mother can carry on with the podcast. Okay, here you go. This is one of your favorites. I could give you two of them. Okay, there you go. All right, now he's very happy. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm very well trained. <laughs> um, okay, I think we have about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see what else you guys are saying. Um, uh, Seamology said, I can't wait to see what you're making. I've saved lots of food boxes. There you go. Yeah, food boxes are great because they, they're naturally um, looking like a book. You can use them for covers or housing or storage for your ephemera or your embellishments or also for gift presentation purposes. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do with a food box. Um, I think mine was, well, this one was from granola bars, but I've also used... Um, like frozen food boxes and things like that. Those are good. Um, just take a look. And let's see, what else we have? Okay. Um, so Storm J5527 said, this is one of the best sunshine videos, haha. And that was referring to junk journal, craft chat, making neutral paper clips and answering your crafty questions. So if anybody wants to check out that, see what you liked about that sunshine, you got a, uh, a stellar review there. <laughs> he's very happy right now and he's on the second treat. So we're moving right along. Um, okay, let me see. Just looking through these. Okay, Kath, Kathy Reyes. Ask, or she says, I get all kinds of quote-unquote credit cards in the junk mail, even from car insurance companies, and I can't make myself throw them out, even though I shred the rest of it for garden mulch. Oh, that's interesting. They're piling up. Now I know how to use them. Thank you, Pam. She's referring to Got Playing Cards, How to Make a Playing Card Pocket, uh, junk journal idea video. And um, yeah, those things are really handy. That's a nice tool that comes to you for free in your junk mail. I save those too. I have a whole pile of them in my craft room and I love to use those for um, uh, spreading modeling paste. 
into stencils. They're great for that. And uh, you can actually just decorate the quote unquote credit cards themselves and use them as pockets or journal cards or bookmarks and things like that. So a million and one uses for those things. Everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise, right? Um, let's see. Oh, so uh, ZZ Scorsese says, measure twice, cut once. Um, oh, if I would only follow that sage advice, it's never going to happen in my world. But yeah, I'll probably, uh, mine is eyeball it and cross your fingers. Um, that's pretty much what I do. And uh, not a big fan of measuring, not a big fan of numbers. Don't like fractions, not at all. Decimals, they're okay, but they don't really work well when you're trying to measure paper um, in inches. So, yep. Um, eyeballing and cross your fingers is my technique. Um, but feel free to measure if you feel better measuring. Go for it and um, have fun with that and um, feel good about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Linda Davin says, hello again. I forgot I had a second question. At the end of your videos, you list all the ways to watch, hear, or read about you. My question is, do you ever sleep? I don't know how you find enough hours in the day to do all you do. Um, or does Sunny have special skills beyond being able to walk, like being able to type or run the printer? <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I think it comes down to um, you just have to manage your time. And it's easier to do things in bulk. Uh, that way you don't have to keep going over to the drawer to pull out the scissors to cut the one piece of paper. If you're going to cut, I always say, if I can cut one paper, I can cut ten papers. So I, with one cut of my um, guillotine cutter. So if you remove unnecessary steps, you can save yourself a lot of time. If you mass make things, then you're going to have a bunch of things ready to go when you want to make your journal. It doesn't become such a long, daunting process. Um, and also you can tailor those things that you make as you go. So you can make some neutral things and then let's say you're doing a blue journal, then you can add a little splash of blue here and there with a cluster or a piece of fabric or a punched out something or a postage stamp to give it that blue essence to carry your theme through or butterfly or whatever it is that you're doing with your journal um, if you're choosing to do a theme journal and um, mine generally my journals um, are not themed they're more eclectic and because when I'm decorating I might not be in the same mood every day so I might decorate one way for a while in the journal and then I'll kind of shift to a different way as I go. But one thing that does help is um, space out your decorating as you go, like decorate a page in the first signature, then decorate a page in the second signature, and then the third and the fourth. And that way it's evenly distributed as you go back and forth and you change your uh, manner of decorating. It won't be as obvious that you felt a certain way during the first entire signature, unless that's your, what you want to do, that's fine too. Um, but it's just a strategy I, I use over time. It seemed to work. Um, but I do tend to do nature slash Victorian themes. So everything tends to be a blend of those with, um, you know, subtle differences here and there. And what else? Um, that was a good question. Um, oh, it, oh, oh, okay. This is, I guess, Linda Davin's first question. Do you ever throw paper away or recycle it? My desk 
was becoming just a mountain of scraps. So I'm now allowing myself to only keep scraps that are larger than two by two inches. Anything smaller than that gets tossed. It's turned my scrap mountain into a small hill of scraps. I can totally relate and totally understand um, until I found great value in the smaller scraps because they're fun to use for small collages or clusters or things like that. But you have to ask yourself, what do you enjoy doing with your time? Because you can drown under your mountain of paper. It's very easy to do. Um, so it's totally okay to throw paper out. Um, not everything has to be turned into a, a work of art. Um, I think I've defaulted. I, maybe you have noticed I have um, a scrappy contest on Friday during the Junk Journal Craft Chat. And that's my way of uh, freeing a bunch of scraps that I, I see as having great value back into the universe to somebody else who might find some value in them too. Now, maybe not everybody can do that, but um, there's certainly schools or women's centers or art centers that would love to have your scraps because they'll see value in it. So that might be start throwing things in a box and just take the box down there and let it go and just say to yourself, you know, whatever comes of it. It'll, it'll be a good thing, and um, if they use it, great. If they don't use it, great. At least I did my darndest to um, give it back to the universe and see where somebody could take it. So, yeah, be careful that you don't become a hoarder and, and um, you know, your walls will start closing in because you love to go collect things and bring them home, and we have these grandiose ideas of all the wonderful things we're going to make, and then you realized you bought way too much stuff and you can't move. <laughs> Been there. Um, so it's all ebb and flow kind of um, what helps me is I say okay if stuff comes in then it has to go out as well it has to have a purpose and a meaning and I also started to shop at home as opposed to going out so much because I had collected so much already it was time I just darn used it as opposed to going out and getting more stuff so that also gave me some time back I wasn't involved so much in the the hunt or the search because I had amassed quite a bit and uh, so that can return some time to your your day there's also the what I call the secret afternoon between 5 and 9 in the morning where you can actually get a lot done it's very quiet um, and uh, if you don't mind getting up early um, it's a beautiful day to either a beautiful time of day to either organize your day clean your craft room set out what you're gonna do map out what you're gonna accomplish that day with your crafting or whatever it is just with your life and uh, um, it'll get you off on the right foot. Okay, now Sonny is back, and he's, uh, what, 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 what can I do for you, son? You want to play, like, right now? Okay, let's get a toy. All right, going over to the toy basket. And, um, you know, Sonny, somebody said that we should do um, YouTube shorts with all your little outtakes with your pup dates. That's not a bad idea. We'll see if we can figure that out. I don't know. I'm not that technically advanced. Here we go. Ready? Here, go get your bunny. There. Okay, this will this will go on for a while. Okay, um, let's see what uh, else you guys are thinking about. Um, doo -doo -doo. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Pam and Sunny. Awesome digitals, and I love them. Oh, this is Woodland-inspired. 
Awesome digitals and I love the brown file folder. I just scored a box of brown legal pocket folders and I will be able to cut them up for covers. Hoping you're having a nice weekend. Take care. Yep, that's right. Keep looking at things with fresh eyes and asking yourself how you can use them and you're going to find your, you do actually have a lot of resources around you. I mean, every time you bring something home, it's got packaging. It's uh, anytime you order from Amazon, there's lots of stuff in there. Kind of look at it with new eyes, that brown paper that they put in the boxes for stuffing that can be used in um, crafting. That makes a great resource, actually. You can crumple that and make it look like old leather or suede. Um, and uh, there's a video on that if you want to check it out. It's a lot of, it's a, it seems everybody liked that one. So that was kind of fun. Um, I used hair conditioner to soften the paper and give it this sort of velvety feel. It was, it was kind of fun. Um, uh, Linny Daniels asks, or says, have you ever made your own modeling paste? And um, so here's my recipe for your own modeling paste. It's called joint compound um, or spackle. That's pretty much modeling paste, and it'll work in essence the same way. I got that tip from Heather at Thicket Works, and it's, it's actually much less expensive, and you get a lot more in the container. So you can get the pre-made, pre-mixed stuff, or you can get the um, powder and then mix it with water and make it as thick or as thin as you want. That's another way to do it. So that's my recipe. I buy joint compound or spackle. Um, but I, I have a, t uh, a tube of real modeling paste. And I don't know, it was only like $7 or $8. And I've been using it forever. So it's not super expensive. And when you buy one, it should last you a long time. So... That is um, an option for you as well because sometimes by the time you go out and you buy the joint compound and uh, all that kind of stuff, you're already over $7. So kind of just think about that and how much you will use it. Do I need a whole, like, 10 pounds of it? I don't know. It's going to take a long time to go. Oh, you want me to throw another one? Okay, we're going to show. throw the gingerbread. Go get it, Sonny. And he's off. Okay, we got two more seconds. Um... I, okay, somebody said, Whisk Girl says, I ordered the red and the white Stabilo pencils. Haven't been able to use it yet, though. I think I just demonstrated how to use it in a video and um, showed you my up-close-and-personal results. And I thought I ordered the navy blue one, but I guess I didn't. I'm going to have to go and order that one because I think that would be a fun one to have. Red, I didn't even think about red. Um, that would be interesting to... Uh, create focal points and things like that um, surrounded by a red halo that would be kind of cool so thanks for bringing that oh you you want to go get something else how about monkey cat go get monkey cat there we go yeah he really wants to play okay um uh, let's see somebody's looking at Irene Hook is looking at the Edith Holden pages they're so lovely I had difficulty siding it it looks good torn yet also looks good whole arg um, decisions. Yes, I know. It's it's really hard sometimes to tear a pretty page, um, but I I dare you to just do it at least once and then see if you have fun with the pieces because it's kind of neat um, when you carve out pretty flowers or script or something like that as a partial and it doesn't even need to make sense. Like let's say you tear through three sentences and what you have left doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to. And I think. Letting go of the have to allows you to play more. So pick a sacrificial lamb of a pretty page. It's very important to 
have the courage to use your pretties because them sitting in your drawer and you never using them and saving them to eternity does nobody any good. And I know you got them originally so that you could have fun with them. And uh, just be brave, be, full, be bold, go forward and tear up your, your good stuff. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say. Is, uh, don't be afraid to do it, it's only paper. You can always go buy another book if you really have to have the whole page again, but my guess is you'll probably have fun tearing it up too. Um, a lot of people have feelings about destroying books. I don't really look at it as destroying. I, I look at it more as transforming into something else, um, freeing the pages. And, um, you know, a lot of these books would just sit on shelves and never be looked at again. And uh, at least they have a chance to get back out there in the universe and have some fun. I got one more little gingerbread man for you to go get, Sunny. There he goes, yes. And, um, uh, Linda Sparks says, you have a knack to turn total scraps into something usable. Um, thank you, but I don't think I was the originator of that idea. I think quilters probably came along and, and, and knocked that one out of the park long before I came around. Um, but they, uh, you know, my mom grew up on a farm and everything got turned back into something. Um, so reusing and repurposing was just a natural way um, for her and I probably picked up some of that thought process just from her and her days on the farm. Um, Jeannie Ferretti says, I used to make that a long time ago for journal making but a different kind. What is she referring to? The junk journal masterboard roll do-it-yourself tutorial. Okay, yes. Sometimes if you have a lot of scraps this is a fun way to use them up. You can just get a big piece of card, not cardboard, but maybe some type of paper and um, just start gluing your scraps onto it um, ad hoc, just at random, and you're going to have a beautiful masterboard at the end that you can cut up. And um, When mine would get so big, I would roll them until I needed to cut off a piece to maybe cut them up, uh, cup, cut up into smaller journal cards or pockets or tucks. Uh, but that's a good way to put your scraps to work right away um, as opposed to building up giant scrap piles. It does take a little extra time, but it can be a lot of fun and very relaxing process. So there you go, folks. I hope you had a good time today. It was great getting to know you and your questions better, uh, hearing your questions, and we will talk to you next time. Say bye, Sunny. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye.